0: From the Orange County Fire Authority, this is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Welcome back to the Pass Along Podcast. We're sitting down with uh, Chief Brian Fennessy. Thanks for being here, Chief. Uh, we know you're busy. but We thank uh, thank you for taking your time and uh, allowing us to, uh, you know, uh, get some get some of your thoughts and ideas and uh, kind of catch up to uh, what you've been doing in the last couple months. Well, thank you, Chief. I'm glad to be here. So uh, hopefully, in the last couple of months, uh, we've changed uh, your sports uh, fan uh, base to uh, the Angels and uh, the UCI anteaters instead of your uh, San Diego-based fanship. Yeah, it's, it, San Diego's had
1: some tough years. You know, <laughs> it's uh, uh, the Angels are certainly doing better. I got, I actually got invited to an Angel game the other day. So no, I, you know, National League, American League,
0: you know, I'm, uh, I could be swayed. All right, all right. Well, we'll we'll keep that one open. Hopefully, we'll get you out to the Angels and. Uh, make you a true fan. But hey, I know you, uh, you've had a couple months now to, uh, to get your feet wet and uh, maybe we can start out and you can share. I know you've been going to the stations and having dinner and you've had the opportunity to meet uh, several folks here at headquarters and uh, you know, I know that was a priority for you. Can you share uh, some of the, your experiences and some things that you're impressed by uh, so far being with OCFA?
1: Absolutely. You know, it's been um, Fridays today, so it's the end of eight weeks. Uh, you know, you're still new and you're counting the weeks and it, it has, it's been, uh, it, it's been an absolute fabulous, I mean, fantastic experience. You know, I've been asked now, um, by other staff members, do I miss, been away long enough now that do I miss San Diego? And it's like, absolutely, absolutely not. I mean, I, this has been just an amazing, you know, experience. The, um. The quality of the people within this organization have just impressed me. I, I uh, by design, have immersed myself in, and plan on doing so for quite a bit longer in the organization. That means meeting with as many people as I can uh, at all different levels of the organization, external stakeholders, you know, city managers, um, other elected officials, nonprofits, attending a lot of different events. To really get an understanding from top to bottom, you know the culture of the organization and, and its strengths and weaknesses. And themes tend to align themselves uh, when you do that. Uh, the uh, station visits, the the lunches, the the dinners have been outstanding. What what I found in in my experience is sometimes it's difficult to get the firefighters to really open up and share what's really going on because they are the ones that that know really what's going on, and um, I haven't had that difficult a time with that. People have been very honest with me, always very respectful. Uh, and clearly there are some things that I think are are easy fixes and there's some things that are gonna take more time. Um, but we're gonna do it together. We're, we, we're gonna have a common purpose. We're gonna do it the Orange County way. And I'm just excited about the future.
0: Well, thank you for doing that. I know uh, how important that means uh, uh, a lot to the folks out there. Uh, you taking your time out of your busy schedule to to spend time with them and really get to know them Uh, operationally we've been extremely busy we've had some very significant calls uh, in the last two months uh, the explosion in Aliso Viejo the five alarm storage fire in Laguna Hills and now the most recent uh, Aliso fire can you share with us some of your uh, observations uh, from these incidents
1: I sure can you know I I shared with the board of directors when I was um, going through the the process uh... here to become the chief and shared with them and anybody that asked that one of the issues i i did not expect to have to address was you know the operational soundness of this organization and and those incidents and many others have have proved me to be absolutely correct we are we have just an outstanding operations division um... and trust me as as the new fire chief that's one of the last things you want to have to worry about is are we operationally sound I've had great opportunities to go out to uh, respond to, you know, the larger incidents you manage. And I've been riding along uh, when the companies get responses when I'm out visiting the station. So I've seen, you know, uh, our responses to medical aids, uh, vegetation fires, structure fires. And I am extremely pleased, not only with the quality of the training that obviously our firefighters are getting so that they're performing so well on these incidents, but our command staff. And how we interact with our cooperators and law enforcement. Um, it's just been a real pleasure to stand back and watch all of this take place. Um, it, it again reaffirms you know, that I did absolutely make the right decision to come here and lead such a great organization.
0: Very good. Um, so Chief, while you're in San Diego, you spent the last 12 years focusing on culture and leadership there. Can you share with us some of your thoughts and how you're going to approach and address both our culture and our leadership development here at the OCFA? Yeah,
1: I can. I mean, it, in, in 12 years, is it, it sounds like a long time. It goes fairly quickly. You know, Alan Brunicini in Phoenix, uh, Bruno used to say it took 14 years to change a culture. Now, a lot of us go, well, where did that come from? We, I don't know where he pulled 14 years from. And uh, I remember that being said back then, and, and 12 years later, you know, we did see the culture change, and it wasn't like a light switch. It just kind of happened over time, and really, it was a matter of realigning our, our operational cult, culture, our mission values, talking about those, and not just talking about them, but behaving in a manner that was consistent with what we determined uh, were was going to be our operational culture. Uh, the culture here is rich. You know what I really like, and what took a a lot of time in San Diego was was getting the department members together you know at all different levels of the organization to include even the the uh, those that don't wear a uniform and talk about who we are who we are as an organization we know what we do you know the mission statement tells us that this is what we do but who are we and to come into the organization and see that we have a document that has been on the shelf for a long time called the OCFA way to read through that and to see, you know, that, wow, this is, you know, several years ago who the organization was. And talking with the people that were around at that time, man, they're very proud of that document. You know, that's the basis for what we need to begin our process in this mission-driven culture in the leader development. We've already got it. That's the beauty of this. We don't have to wait a year or assemble people and go through this process to determine who we are this is who we are we really only need to at this point validate that this is still um, uh, uh, what we believe it to be and everybody that i've talked to says it is we might need to looks like the mission statement may have changed along the way so whether we go back to the old one or keep the new one or whatever we'll sort through that but that becomes the doctrine the basis for our leader development and when i say leader development i mean not just at the uh, captain level or at the engineer i'm talking from the time somebody's in the academy from the time you get to an executive position, a program or things that we can do, experiences that will develop our current leaders and those that are looking to get into leader positions. Myself, uh, Chief Anderson, Chief Zeller, have met with um, uh, an organization that is going to help us with a lot of this. We, uh, same organization I've been working with for many years down in San Diego. This will not be a San Diego program. It will be Orange Counties. And we're gonna do things that, uh, even uh, down south um, could never have occurred. We're just that that far along. So I'm not really in a a position to share a lot of details right now but trust me when I tell you come after July 1 there's gonna be a lot more uh, to talk about, a lot more coming. We're really excited about what we're gonna do for years to come. This is not a one and done. We do it one year and now we're there. Um, This is gonna be, this is where we take who we are and how we Mold and and represent our operational culture.
0: So, Chief, I know you're a big fan of Simon Sennett, uh and Discover Your Why, uh, and and you mentioned uh, mission mission driven culture, and uh, and General McChrystal. Um, you know, is that something that that our folks should be looking at and kind of start looking at some of that stuff to help? Uh, identify kind of some of the directions and your thought process on where on where we're headed.
1: You know, I don't know that you necessarily need to do anything right now. Um, we will have a reading list um, of a variety of different things, both human behavior and, and leadership. So fun reads, not just a bunch of stale uh, reading that will include, you know, publications and, and videos from those that you mentioned and, and others that... Um, you know, there's nothing really anybody needs to prepare for right now, other than just being open-minded when it when it comes. And what I, what I have found is when we do things like we're talking about doing, they become programs of attraction. You know, one of us reads a book that we find you know fascinating or interesting. We share that with a friend, and and word starts to travel. Um, those are great. You know, Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. I mean, there there are a number of of great short reads and there's video out there now. What I love is any more um, you know going to YouTube or something and then you type in Colin Powell or something. You name the leader or the book or the author and some short videos, some long videos come up and and man I I find that for somebody that has a limited amount of time an opportunity to you know reinvigorate um, myself. I you know all at least you know once a week um, Mind TED talks and find a couple TED talks that make sense, and it, it helps me personally because I only got a little bit of time to uh, think about things differently. I just, you know, that that's what this organization is, and, and what leader leadership is, and leader development is is just evolution, is growth. We never get there, right? You're never going to hear me say, "Man, I I've read all this, I've done all these things, I've gone to get, I've done all these things, man, I am there." Be careful somebody that ever says that because because we're not there. We're always students of of leadership. But trust me when I tell you, it's not we're not just talking about sit down classroom sessions. We're talking about experiences. We're talking about conferences. We're talking about exercise. We're talking about a variety of different things that is going to be really exciting for all levels of this organization.
0: That's fantastic. I'm excited to see uh, see the direction and where we go with that. Talking about uh, your time down in San Diego, you were uh, instrumental in uh, improving and working and establishing the the relationship that San Diego Fire currently has with their law enforcement and sheriff's department. Uh, is, is there any chance you could comment on the progress uh, with our relationship with OCSD? Absolutely. You know, it, it um, you know in
1: San Diego well, we had some rocky times with you know our the law enforcement agencies that we responded with. Uh, to some degree the san diego police department um, which was much easier to um, to repair but also the the san diego sheriff's department specifically you know the aviation division you know you've got two organizations that pride themselves you know on you know professionalism and and um, you know, doing the business we do uh, having to share a mission and so a lot of what we're experiencing here in orange county mirrors what we experienced there what we found was that there was generally plenty of work for everybody and that while we might do things differently you know operations and the equipment we use to do those things may be different at the end of the day the public didn't care you know when they called 9 one and we showed up or somebody else showed up they just wanted their problem fixed they didn't care what color the, the helicopters were or the, the uh, trucks or, or any of that and uh, over time you know um, Things just got to a point where, you know, people became friends. They became, um, you know, you do enough training together, you respond enough incidents, you're out in that hella base, sitting under that canopy in the hot sun, having a ham sandwich together. You tend to, you tend to bond again from that shared experience. And I'm not naive either to think that. Uh, uh, either the Sheriff's Aviation Bureau or our folks are ever going to completely, some of our people, some of their people may never get over it completely. But what I do expect is that we behave as professionals. You know, if, if, if people have tough feelings, and, and I'm not saying they don't, people don't deserve to, to own those feelings. I'm not going to judge. Uh, I wasn't here. They're probably all, you know, to some degree very justified. Going to hang on to those. But we have to be professional when we're working with other agencies, ourselves, you know, that's my expectation. Let's go out, let's do the mission the best we can and respond. That's what we did in San Diego. That's what I expect will happen here. And I expect in in a few years, in in another 10 years, whatever it is, we're gonna look back and go, man, that was was an unpleasant time. I'm glad that's behind us. Um, I will share with you that uh, I did today have lunch with Don Barnes, who's currently the under sheriff and the sheriff-elect. I don't know that they've completely counted all the absentee votes. I think that's going on through today, but it does look like he will become the sheriff. And he has expressed an interest in collaborating on, you know, tactical medic teams. Their SWAT teams um, need tactical, you know, paramedics. He'd love for the OCFA to be, you know, have a dozen or more. Um, you know, available to respond. You know, as tactical medics, there is an interest in our helping them support the uh, the boating unit. You know, putting paramedics on the boating unit. There's an openness to explore anything and everything, and so I was encouraged to hear that uh, by the the who will be the new sheriff. And so I think it's a new day, and it's it's gonna take some time to get over some of the uh, the past but you know we need to move forward that's what we do right as firefighters you know we put it behind us and we move forward
0: so uh, regarding our, our, our fleet of aircraft uh, I know you were uh, your instrumental as well down in San Diego in uh, acquiring a firehawk for uh, San Diego Fire and Rescue do you see uh, does your vision have that, that same type of aircraft uh, for the OCFA uh,
1: it does and they're in the process now down south of the second. One. We pitched two, but we had to kind of stagger one and, and then the other. I mean, you really need to have two to account for the time when the other one is out of service being maintained. Better when both are up and, and flying. But, yes, I, you know, I've been in the fire aviation world since the late 70s. Um, both with the Forest Service, BLM, I've spent time uh, on teams. I've flown air attack. I'm an air I've, I've got a strong aviation background, and so, you know, we've been dropping 350 gallons, 325, 375 since the 60s when the first sheet craft tanks were made uh, for LA County. That's what the Forest Service used as their tank system. And we see tank systems evolve. They get lighter, new composites. Uh, we've seen aircraft, you know, evolve. But guess what? We're still dropping the same load. <laughs> right. And a lot of that is just capability, right? I mean, the, you know, when you're full-on fuel and you're, you're hauling around two engines and y- you name it, there's, there's only so much you can, you can carry. Well, what I'm seeing and what I shared in San Diego as we we're going through the process is that 350, 375, that, that load is not nearly as effective as it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, You know, we're seeing and we have been seeing an advent of larger, more capable aircraft, aircraft capable of carrying much larger volumes of water or foam or retardant, whatever it may be. That's what's become effective, you know, combined with, you know, climate change, um, you know, persistent drought, all the things that we've come to know. um, Hey, when I started 20, 30 years ago, you could count on fire season starting July 1 and ending December 1. Now, I mean, we're getting weather, that the whole world is topsy-turvy. We need larger, more capable aircraft if we're going to evolve as an aerial firefighting agency. Ventura County is uh, in the process of, I think, taking delivery of two that they've procured. Uh, LA County has just uh, bought two more, and they've got two more that they plan. San Diego City is, is in the process of getting there, too. I believe that is you know, where we need to go, but a lot of it's timing. Can't just, they're very expensive and it takes a lot to to maintain them. So we must time it out. I'll be working very closely with Chief Zeller and and, uh, her staff and and others, all staff, and when the timing's right, um, you know, that is a direction I do hope we'll go. Now, having said that, um, we have to put this, you know, the the issues we have with the Sheriff's Department, Aviation Bureau behind us. I mean, as a professional organization, There's no way I can see myself in front of the board or anybody else pitching the need for larger, more capable aircraft when um, there's still, you know, some uh, bad blood out there. Or we're dealing, you know, publicly in the media with what I, you know, am seeing, you know, in context as helicopter wars. That's got to get behind us. Once that's behind us and we're operating, you know, together, you know, on our aerial firefighting mission and, and these rescues and these ALS, you know rescue aircraft things are are behind us that along with um you know the payments dropping off perhaps the the current aircraft there's going to be a timing point but we're not going to get there as long as we're stuck in this um back and forth with with other agencies so yes short answer yes Yes. (laughs) i want to get there
0: i like and appreciate that sticking on that same concept um Do you still see uh, our best point uh, from a strategy standpoint operating out of Fulton for aircraft? Or do you you still see, do you have any uh, vision on maybe we need to to reevaluate exactly where we're operating out of uh, in terms of aircraft?
1: I love that question, right? I mean, we're all ops guys, right? So man, as you're saying that, man, I got the map out in my head and where do we position and how do we, I love that part. Um, Yeah, I think Fulton works for Northern Orange County, best I can tell, but in terms of if we only have one aircraft and we're, we're serving the rest of the county, I, I, I don't know that that makes sense. Um, we are meeting, I want to say next week, I'm meeting with some individuals here to talk about forward uh, operating bases um, throughout the county. I want to, you know, have staffed, I want to ultimately have three aircraft staffed a day. We've got four. I want to have three aircraft staffed a day. I've already directed staff to, um, by June 1, and it's past June 1. So we're, we're trying to expedite that, have two aircraft, OCFA aircraft available. We're in the process of you know, hiring pilots, hiring additional mechanics. We have to do that to be able to staff one on a 724 hour basis, and another one on a daylight only 10-12 hour basis. We need to have five pilots. We need to have three mechanics uh, to operate that way. Uh, during the summer months, there is enough risk in this county uh, to easily justify having three aircraft available during the um, during the peak of the burning period, you know? Um, is that year-round? Well, yeah, maybe not, but maybe it is if you look at the way climate changes, Having one helicopter available, 724 is our only aviation resource with the level of risk that's in this county. It's not enough. It's absolutely not enough. There are areas of the state that have far less risk the staff up more aircraft to address that risk. So we are going to experience more robust uh, uh, responses, both from the air and the ground. Uh, Cal Fire, I've talked with uh, their unit chief in, in uh, Riverside, and they've asked that we place the fixed wing aircraft on order much sooner, as soon as we get it. I'm not concerned about the cost of you know uh, what we have respond. We need to have respond what we need for that event. We will sort out, you know, the cost of the aircraft, the ground troop, whatever it is after the fact. It's most important is getting a lot to bear on those those, uh, fires. I do think forward operating bases make sense, you know. Uh, L.A. County has done that for decades. In the morning they, you know, fly out to their bases. Some of them stay there overnight, the 24 hour shifts, the others come back. We need to, we need to be strategic about where we place your aircraft. Our crews, our dozers, our engines. I mean, we need to really think about, it. I'm excited. I'm really excited about, you know, um, our new assistant chief of operations, you know, Pokey Sanchez. Uh, I just got done meeting with him this afternoon. Today is his first day as the assistant chief of operations. And he's got some amazing ideas. We think a lot alike from an operations perspective. And I think you're gonna see um, some really positive changes in terms of, of response and levels of response here really, really soon. So um, yeah, I, I do think we need to look at that, Chief.
0: Uh, fantastic, and yes, congratulations to Chief Sanchez for uh, Assistant Chief of Operations. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, where we exactly we go with their operations and look forward to uh, uh, the changes in the, the evaluation of, of what we need to do to better uh, Cover the county and to uh, to make sure that we can uh, perform our duties as necessary.
1: And, you know, and, and I'll add just so people know, we, we are like I say, once we have this other uh, ship staffed, we'll it, there will be two OCFA you know helicopters responding to you know medium and above first alarm fires. Well, we're also including you know the sheriff's helicopter. It is being picked. You know, CAD will be picking it for all of our. Uh, first alarm, medium, so we will be having three helicopters responding. If the sheriff helicopter is not available or one of ours isn't available, CAD will pick 305 or 301, but there will be three helicopters responding to all of our first alarm or greater fires.
0: And, and as evident was on the Liso fire as well as just the fire we had on uh, uh, earlier in the week uh, in Laguna Canyon. Uh, Duke was there and, uh, and worked uh, hand-in-hand with Helicopter 2, and it, it seemed like a seamless uh, operation.
1: We just need that to be our mindset. We need to, the mindset needs to be: is throw everything you can at it right away. You know, keep it small. You, you'll hear me say this often. I'm saying it more publicly uh, whenever I get a chance. Is you know, there's no greater threat in this county to life and property than wildland fire. There isn't. If you go back in this county's history, Southern California's history, you know, where do we see the greatest loss of life over the last decade, two decades? you know, 50 years, 100 years, you know, where do we see the most property destroyed? It's not earthquakes, it's not terrorism, it's not, you know, hazardous, it's not. I mean, those are things we all have to prepare for and we do every day. But we've historically lost more lives, property to wildland fire than anything else. So we really need to to have a strong focus on that. And if we need to bulk up our resources and our response levels, that's what we need to do.
0: That's a great segue into my next question, Chief. So can you share with us some of your ideas of bolstering our wildland response and, and our wildland programs as well?
1: Well, I, you know, to piggyback, I, you know, I look at it, we have one crew. You know, um, you know, that crew gets loaned out to other counties or you know, as you know, we, we support the mutual aid system. You know, I think we just need to support, I think there's work out there, not just on the suppression side, but on the, uh, the project side as well. I got a great chance to meet with Superintendent Lamb and, and the Santiago crew a couple of weeks ago out at one of their projects in Yorba Linda and uh, you know the crew was amazing you know as uh, there were 15 of them there the, the crew was split there were other the crew was the other part of the crew was somewhere else but I was asking each individual to share a little bit about who they were and what kind of experience they had and uh, was just so impressed that many of them were long time hotshots you know there's guys from Dalton that had been there six years in Kern Valley I mean this was not a you know a bunch of new firefighters i mean this is a a crew of very highly trained you know firefighters people that we're going to need to count on i think we need to bulk up the response i think that um it's great that we have two bulldozers but we're only staffing them you know during the day one of those should be available 7 now i know Chief Zeller is probably going to cringe when she hears me, you know, say this on podcast. So I, I'm also keeping in mind the fact that hey, I may have these great visions and all this other stuff, but there's a cost to them, and uh, you know, we'll have to work through through that because uh, you know the, the organization, the authority has other priorities as well. But again, it is about priorities, and wildland fire is again the greatest threat to life and property in this county. And so we need to, I think, improve or or, or really take a look at that. You know we're talking about things that happen over a long period of time you know one year two year three phase things because uh, uh one thing's for sure there are limitations to you know what we can do budgetarily and it is about priorities but um yeah I, I would like to see you know us become i would like to have Cal OES and i've already been in touch with them i want some of those type three engines down here and um, some Type Six, I've been pretty vocal about it, and I'm confident we're going to see some of those. So, yeah, Shane, I think um, I think we can look forward to over the years seeing a, a much greater response.
0: I'm sure that time with the crew uh, reminded you of your roots, uh, of your days back on the. Yeah, on the they, they were
1: um, they're real kind. They didn't make me feel too old, and <laughs> they gave me a nice helmet. And they gave me a, a tool, and I told them I promised I, I not get it, you know, too messed up. And, <laughs> But no, that's a you know I I love those guys and, and that was uh, that that has been really a highlight. Um, I'm so impressed by, I have been for years. I, I uh, I've known of and have met Superintendent Lamb, you know, over the years, and he just a quality guy. And you could tell I was sharing with uh, Chief Sanchez today. He cares about his people, and Absolutely. you can tell when he talks to me, he looks in with such great pride. We are lucky to have John Lamb
0: here. Yeah, with us. I agree. No, it's a great program and, and we've gotten some great firefighters through that program and I hope we continue to do that and, and use that program as such as uh bring folks into the OCFA. Um, uh, congratulations uh to you. Uh you were just uh, given a, a USAR appointment. Uh maybe you can elaborate to what that means to uh to OCFA and to California Task Force Five.
1: Well you know what? I, I um the Sacramento City Chief Walt White just retired, and so you know he still had time left in his term, and so it was. It was an it was an honor to be you know voted. Um, you know I was asked to you know uh, step up, and if it was okay for I you know to be nominated, I said okay. You know I, I would do whatever it would take to support the the our uh, program and system, and and it was humbling to know that you know the votes went that way also pretty big responsibility not not just in you know representing the other you know task force in the western division but you know from a time perspective that was my one concern but I'm, I'm pleased to say that uh, division chief Jeff Adams and battalion chief Mike Petro and, and others from uh, other other task forces have stepped up and offered to help however they need to and so um, I think it's a great opportunity for the Western, you know, with all the activity we experienced last year with the hurricanes right. and, and everything else, um, a lot of new blood in the system. You know, and Typically, we don't get these kind of big deployments, but every 10 years or so, um, it's a time to really, again, look at what we're doing and what we can do better. Next week, I'll be in Nevada with the other um, division, you know, sponsoring agency chief, uh, division sections, the, the the FEMA program, and we're going to be talking a lot about you know this hurricane season, what we need to do to improve you know our response capabilities. Um, you know what it does for Orange County, I I'm really not sure yet. Other than you know people are going to be really looking at what we do here, and I'll tell you what, I went out and visited our new cache. I got a tour of our new cache. I don't know that there's a nicer cache you know uh, in the United States. This is going to be. Amazing and we're hosting the national meeting in December, so I, there's going to be a lot of attention here in Orange County from FEMA and the Urban search and Rescue task Force system I mean that's something to really be proud about
0: for sure, and I, I think we all look forward to showing uh, showing off our warehouse with that uh, you know uh, getting completed obviously we still got more work to do over there, but uh, congratulations to that for being the our, the western uh, representation from the for the USAR for uh, for that so um so, as far as, uh, you know, you've, you've been here for, for two months now, um, how are you adjusting to the new position? Is it, uh, family's good? Uh, everything's, everything's working out? I know you've been working some late hours and uh, early mornings and... No, uh,
1: it's been good, man. I've, I've really had a pretty good time, man. People look at me like I'm nuts when I say that, right? <laughs> but no, man, this has been, I've had a hell of a good time. It's... Um, I mean, I'm just meeting some really quality people, not that I didn't expect to, but you never know. I've never been new to an organization until I was new, you know, a new recruiter somewhere else. But this late in my career to be new, you, you know, there's some anxiety that goes with that. But I will tell you, everybody here has just been so generous, so welcoming, so kind, so patient, and maybe even tolerant at times. Um, but it's really made, I, I've come home, you know, invigorated, even late. You know, I've been making a lot of dinners at, at fire stations. And my wife has asked, you know, so you still like it? It's like, <laughs> man, I love this place. And uh, I think it, it, what really caused me some pause was earlier this week, um, Bridget our HR director, just asked me, we were talking about something. She goes, so do you miss San Diego? And I had to stop and think it kind of stopped me in my tracks. And, uh, and I thought to myself, No. And I told her, no, not one bit. And I meant that from a perspective of, of, no, I don't miss, you know, some of the issues and some of the stuff there, even though, you know, I had a good, you know, obviously I miss, you know, some of the people, but I don't actively miss them, right? I mean, some people will call me or whatever. Um, That organization was left in in a pretty good state, and I've got a lot of friends down there that I consider family that are supporting, you know, and supported everything I've done up here. Now I've just increased... The number of family members I'm meeting and making so many new friends and and uh, new family members. The OCFA has welcomed me truly like a new family member. I've got to you know do badge pinnings and we did the merit they, and we did uh, you Make know we like, which is a tribute thing with the benevolent. man, I am loving this stuff. Every I mean, it's just been a a blast. And I'm not again, I'm not naive either. I know that every day is probably not going to be a great day. Well, it will be a great day there may be moments within that day that aren't so great but man you you've, you've got to love this stuff i mean we're given we're so blessed to have the opportunity to serve and to serve with others that that we actually have a good time with and that we we care about so i always try to keep that you know in mind too during the tougher times when you got to make some really tough decisions where there's always going to be one side that's not necessarily going to be happy with it but as long as you're in and chief sanchez and i were talking a lot about this today as long as you're making these decisions with the organization in mind, you can go through your, your triage of, hey, is, is my discomfort because, you know, is this more about me? Is it, is it this? Is it more for the organization? And at the end, you go, nope, this is, you know, there's no clean decision, but this is the right one. I can stand behind it because I believe it is the right one. There's always going to be an element of people that will, you know, not agree with that decision. That's fair. But I think as leaders, we owe an explanation if one is asked, well, okay, I don't understand this, chief. Why did we get there? And, and you have to, from your heart, explain to what got you there. Now, they still may disagree, but I think people respect that. Well, you know, I don't necessarily agree with you, chief, but um, I hear you. I see how you got there, this and that, and, you, and it kind of goes that way. Um, you know, what I'm hearing, what I try to relay in the stations, and I've been doing this a lot, is, you know, what I'm hearing is, is troubling a little bit what I heard. And I was out at station. Well, I won't even mention the station. But um, what I'm hearing, another consistent theme, is that we feel chief like you're know, out here, and we're largely, you know, serving you know those at headquarters, those at the RFOTC, and that you know it's kind of a the bottom serving sort of the top. And it, it just, ooh, I just, you know, I just cringe when I hear that because, in my view, a pretty simple guy. You know, our core business, the core of what we do is engines, trucks, and ambulances. That's it. Engines, trucks, and ambulances. Everything else feeds that. Um, The fire chief feeds that. Staff feeds that. The ECC feeds that. Helicopters, hazmat, whatever it is. You name whatever it is in, in the authority. It all is supposed to support and feed engines, trucks, and ambulances. That's it. And for, you know, I hear some of our firefighters saying, eh, it doesn't feel that way. That causes me a little bit of pause and we need to change that. And people need to understand that that's where I'm coming from and that um, what is most important are those people on the front lines that are delivering the services um, to the community that uh, you know that is asking for our help. If it's upside down or it's backwards, we got a problem and we need to change that. So you'll hear a lot more about that from me.
0: And that's the classic Brunicini, it's about Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right?
1: It is. Well, and what I'd say, my, my only twist on, on Alan, and I knew Alan very well, is, is you know, the customer, you know, obviously is the end receiver and, and is, is important, but our people come before even the customer. Agree. And, I, and I a lot of people, you, and you and I have talked about this, Chief, I, a lot, and that causes some people some pause, but I truly believe that if we're taking care of our people first, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, like you mentioned, is going to get that. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we've seen that with our cancer prevention program, our our behavior health program. I'm so happy that that we're providing those.
0: And and that's a that's a great uh, thing to to talk about. Um, I know the budget got approved. Um, so with anticipation of this new position that's coming forward, uh, can you share kind of what your vision is with that position and what they'll be responsible for, or what that looks like?
1: Oh, well, you know what I, you know, Captain uh, Jeff Hughes and I've had a lot of conversation, and we were just at a. A firefighter cancer event earlier this week, um, along with uh, 3631 President Eric Hunter, and so we've had a lot of conversations, and you know what, I, I think to be a good leader, you've got to be a good follower, and sure. in this case, I'm going to be doing a lot of following uh, of Captain Hughes. You know, he's got a, a vision, he's come met with me, we've talked a lot, he's got some ideas in mind that I think are, are really good. And they're not exactly like you know. Every program's a little different. Every organization's a little bit different, but he's on track, and really, all he's asking for is is the support that he needs to be successful and to educate and provide resources to our members to hopefully not have to be ever afflicted with cancer. Right. I mean, we're, we're what one in every three, or it's just amazing the statistics. So I'm going to follow Captain Hughes, and. Um, whatever I can do to support him that's what I'm gonna do.
0: That's fantastic he's definitely got a lot of passion uh, for that position and for for the ideas of keeping us safe and making sure that we do have uh, you know um, long sustainable lives after the OCFA right. Um, You mentioned a little bit and I just wanted to kind of talk about uh, about partnerships and I think it naturally begs the question of uh, Irvine and you know where are we at with that what are your thoughts on that I know you know the june 30th dates coming up there was a, a movement uh, at their last uh, city council meeting that uh, kind of made us pause um what are your thoughts on that is if are you, comf- are you comfortable and confident that uh, it, it, it is just that a pause
1: i think so you know what today's friday the irvine city council i'm told meets and votes on tuesday so you know nothing's a sure thing until you know after the vote but I will tell you, I'm not losing sleep over it, nor do people that are more intimately familiar with the situation, um, are they. I do believe that the city's doing its due diligence. I mean, you, if you're familiar with the, you know, the challenge at all, you know, the, the revenues are certainly outpacing you know, the cost of service. It would cause anybody um, to have to ask, are there, are there other ways to perhaps fix this thing? You know, people ask, you know, have asked a lot of us, hey, are we concerned about, you know, the city of Irvine? And our, my response, and our response has been, we're concerned about all of our cities, right. whether you're cash contract or structural fire fund. I mean, we're always concerned about. This is a unique organization. This is not like LA County that, you know, largely the city's contract directly for, you got a vendor customer type relationship. This is a JPA, which is very, a very different government agency, and so it's complicated. Um, But there's a lot of similarities, too. You know, I've heard uh, everything from, well, you know, know, Irvine is a donor city. They certainly are paying more than the cost of receiving uh, the services. There are other cities within the uh, authority that, you know, are getting excellent services. They may be paying less per dollar. But that's no different than where I came from in San Diego. You know, I, I try to what i try to share is hey within the city of san diego you had la jolla you had a lot of tax revenue being generated and there are other parts of the city where there it, it's not the same but both areas of the city you know enjoyed you know high quality emergency services just like here in the ocfa it doesn't matter where you are in the ocfa city you know seal beach that St- you name the place irvine you're getting high quality professional services so um like I say, I don't. I don't believe I'm sleeping. Nothing's a sure, or I'm losing sleep. But nothing is a sure thing until after Tuesday. But uh, I'm confident that we will get past this, and that we'll have to start working, and um, or others will need to start working on how to maybe correct this before another ten years passes, and we're we're having to talk about it again.
0: Very good. Well, I, I guess we'll we'll. we'll if we can. We'll leave it with this, uh, Chief. Um, I know you're working on a lot of reorganization, and I know we're not quite ye- yet there to reveal everything. Um, is there anything that you can share with us today, or maybe even when we can expect uh, maybe that next reveal?
1: Yeah, sure. You know, we're you know the first phase is really kind of adjusting, uh, you know, the elimination of one uh, department and you know the uh, uh, establishment of another one, the EMS um, division and and to me that was um, that was really important when i look at the org charts and, and i've been looking you know obviously as I'm, I'm getting along the organization i see that the ems box is a collateral duty of a line division chief who's responsible for you know a large city to me that's just a reflection of ems not being you know really looked at in the importance it needs to be looked at this day and age not just here in california but throughout the country ems is That is 80, 90% of the bulk of the work that we do, and the EMS world is evolving quickly. I mean, there are different, you know, service levels. We're talking about, you know, different uh, delivery, you know, destinations. I mean, there's a ton of stuff going on even throughout this state, and I don't believe we can really evolve and become, you know, that next level, that 21st century EMS service delivery provider without spending a lot more time and focus on that. And, and to do that, you really need to have a department. If you look at you know other like-sized organizations, even smaller organizations, EMS has a pretty prominent role. And I'm not saying we didn't. We have staff in EMS and those sorts of things. But when the chief, the head of the EMS division, this is a collateral duty, that tells me that that our priorities might not be exactly aligned. And so while the other organization I think was important, and I think the idea behind it and, the, and whatnot um, Made some sense. I don't believe it was as high a priority as, as really establishing, you know, an EMS uh, division. Um, getting Chief Sanchez into operations. I you know I certainly visited a lot of stations and interviewed a lot of people and getting our operations, our focus on operations at a level that uh, more commensurate with expectations. I heard loud and clear, and and he is an amazing person that is respected not just within this organization but throughout the state, throughout the country, um, a man of integrity, he's got some great ideas, I think we're going to get there again. So that was really kind of the, the first piece, the rest the, the, of the puzzle pieces, moving them around, you know, causes us to get into some other processes, i.e. Uh, you know, having the board brief through human resource committees, closed sessions, full sessions. So we're, we're starting down that process, meet and confer where there may be impacts with all the different organizations. So nothing is ever easy. I'd love it. It was like, hey, this is the organization. This is what we're doing. This is where you... And I'd love to do that. It's It kills me not to be able to do that because I do believe that when people see it, when, and it won't be much longer, you'll go, oh, you know what? Oh, that actually makes sense. And as we go along, we find that maybe that doesn't make as much sense. I think it will at the top end of it, but some of the bottom. We can move those around. And, and, and it's important. We shared this with the HR. We've shared it with, with a lot of other members. is just because your box you know, or your section falls within a arm or, or branch of the tree doesn't mean we're siloed. Right. I may have worked here. Now I work there on an org chart. We still have those same conversations. We still work together. I still go spend time over there if I need to, you know, outside my organization. We we, we never want to be a siloed organization. Today's world, and we'll talk more about it in MDC, is we have to be networked. We have to be talking top to bottom, side to side. The traditional org chart command and control structure isn't effective in the world we live in now, not completely.
0: For sure. Well, look, I look forward to those, uh, those changes coming. Uh, congratulations to uh, Chief Black, uh, Assistant Chief, as well as Chief Sanchez, uh, Assistant Chief of Operations. Uh, Chief, t- really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, and sharing some of your thoughts with us. And I'm glad the, the last two months uh, are going well. and You're still just as excited as the first day you walked in here when we did this last time. Uh, it's excited to see, look forward to see what, uh, in a year from now that you still have that same energy and that same excitement. Oh, You
1: uh, you can count on it, man. I, you know, well, so
0: far you've lived up to everything we've been told is going to happen. And, uh, I'm excited to see where we go from here. And, uh, thanks again for your time. And, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Chief.